Wow. Wow. Wow, this is this is some really deep stuff. I don't know what just happened, but something happened inside of me. Something snapped, something I wasn't expecting that either. Uh, sorry. It's okay, it's all right. It's beautiful. <laughs> Monsters like really small, but it had to become that to stop me. Because I'm a hurt child. Became present when you mentioned it, and I didn't realize this until now. There were things that I didn't remember yeah. until now. Funny, I haven't seen that before. It feels like I'm the monster. I'm kind of seeing images of things. Of a, of a world where they can exist. This clarity brings all kinds of answers. It's clear. She like hugged me and then went back to her place, I guess, in my heart. Oh, it wants to come out. <laughs> it wants the bippity boppity boop Cinderella me. Like, <laughs> she's like melted into like my chest. It's like ooey gooey. All week, been finishing things, cleaning up more, started eating vegetables again last week. <laughs> and it kind of just started happening. It's almost like I just finished going through a meditation session. I feel like, like, you know, when you. When you hit that first joint, like in the morning, and you... I actually feel a lot more um, awake. So in this conversation, we're going to try to... We're going to try to kind of turn towards it. We're going to try to turn it into a part. So we'll, we'll talk about the lack of motivation as a part of you, because sometimes I'm guessing that part of, you's, part of you doesn't want to do the thing and the other part of you does. So you have like conflicting parts going on. So that'll be kind of the language that I, that I use about it. So when you're, um, when you're having that lack of motivation, where in or around your body does that feel like it's coming from? I don't, I guess I don't know exactly where. Yeah. Because it's so it's like so much of a part of my life kind of was like the whole thing yeah okay is there ever any um is there ever any like phrase or voice or or like message that you hear from it sometimes they're very verbal and other times they're not i think it's probably the up if i like as i think about it I think I had like a thought that I've read in books to get me to do something, just do it. Yeah. If that makes sense. So you're saying that you that you you read the books that tell you to 
get out and go do it. And then, but there's part of you that's just not really not feeling it. Yeah. Or I guess sometimes when I start something, I don't really finish it. I figure out reasons to not finish it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So put yourself in that situation where you're, you know, think, see if you can think of like a specific time you've started something, you know, you might've been fired up about it and then, and then you're suddenly, you know, not feeling so motivated. Um, yeah. If you can think of any kind of sensation that, that is associated with that, it could be, um, really anywhere in your body. It could be a pressure. It could be kind of a weight. It could be, um, it could be a vibe. It could be a color. It could be a energy, a direction. Um, so just see if you can kind of turn inwards and, and look for any definition about how that, what that feeling is like. Anything coming up? I'm kind of getting not really like feelings, but I'm thinking of different words, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Another thing that some people do is they just, they just try to like see it. Like, like it really is like a, a part of you, like a being inside of you. And they just try to like put themselves in a room with it. And, you know, you're in one chair and this, and this, person, this part that's, or this spirit, this part that's, uh, you know, doesn't want to do it is kind of in the other chair. And so some, for some people it's real visual, but if I, you know, whatever comes to you, comes to you. I'm, I'm just making, I'm just letting you know about how it shows up for different people. And I was, I would say I agree to that because sometimes I, I feel like it's something kind of like working against me. So I do have those thoughts and feelings. I don't know how to explain it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So let's, let's stick with that. It's this, it's this thing that's working against you. Um, Again, let's think about it. Like it's a part, it's a part of you. So how would you say that you feel toward that part? What do you think and feel about this part that works against you? Yeah. All right. Because it's getting in your way of stuff you're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's fair enough. Um, All right. So think about the hate for this part. Think about the hate being another part. So so there's part, of, there's part of you that's unmotivated. There's part of you that wants to get the thing done. There's part of you that's unmotivated. And then there's this other part of you that hates the part that wants to get 
the, the part that's unmotivated. Okay. So see if you can kind of turn towards that hateful part, the part that hates this, this thing that's working against you and see if you can just ask that part, ask this part that's got this hatred towards it. If it can just step back and give us a little bit of space while we get to know the first part and the part that's not motivated and just see how it reacts. When you're doing all of this in your mind, just see if you can ask it that to just step back, give us some space and see how it responds. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know if this is right. Sorry. But in doing it, I kind of find myself getting frustrated. Yeah. I'm getting, uh, I don't want to say angry, but I'm kind of getting upset. But at nothing, though, I'm not like in a bad mood or anything. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I respect that. And of course, man, you can you can tell me to piss off or, or anything if, if you get sick of this conversation too. So don't let me, don't let me mess up your day. But, um, you know, that frustration, I don't know. I would consider that kind of like another part, you know, it's a part of you is, is feeling frustrated. Um, and then there's, you know, there's kind of like the real you that, is, is kind of can rise above the hatred or the frustration or the or the work or the part that works against so so yeah see if you can just we're, we're going to try to get to know this part that works against you because we want to try to like give it a new role we want to try to work with it instead of working against it so if you can ask that frustrated part if it doesn't mind just giving us five, 10 minutes of space so we can get to know the part that's working against you. Was it able to, to back off a little? Yeah, I can kind of I can kind of see some other see some things about myself. Yeah. All right. Sounds like they're they're going along at least for for a little while. Those parts you could let them know they can that hatred or that frustration can come back in 
once you're done getting to know the uh, the working against part. We won't forget about them. So if you're able to try to turn towards this part that works against you, this part that makes you feel unmotivated, and see if you can just see it, see if you can talk to it, see if you can ask it, what does it want you to know? Or what does it want you to know about it? And just listen for the answer. Don't try to think of an answer. Just let it, just listen for what it has to say when you ask it, what does it want you to know? Can uh, get the to get some memories of some things, and I was I can't. It's no point. Like kind of like it's something about pointless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you had some memories of maybe times in the past when you tried and and something didn't work out, or maybe you were embarrassed, or or just let down yeah exactly yeah okay so so that makes sense to you right i mean as that's uh that's something that makes sense to you and um see if you can let that part know that that you get it that you understand the first of all you get you get the against you feeling which you don't like but you also get this thing that it's that it's wants you to know, which is you might screw up, you might get embarrassed, it might be pointless. And just see if you can kind of show it that that understanding. Can you say that again, please? Yeah. See, so the part that, that is against you and it just it just told you that it wants you to know that it might be pointless. Just see if you can let it know that you get it. That that makes sense to you. Okay. 
does it respond at all to that? Does it, is it, is it at all reacting to that message? And you don't have to tell me about, you know, all of it, but I'm just curious how, if it's, if it's listening. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And you might ask it like, and again, maybe it already told you because it already gave you some memories. So maybe this question is, is not something you need to do. You definitely don't need to share it with me, but you might ask it really, what is it afraid of will happen if it doesn't, if it doesn't do that, if it doesn't work against you, what is it afraid will happen? And just, and just listen for the answer from it. Maybe it has more he wants to show you about what it's concerned about. Does it have more to show you? Yeah. Does that make sense to you? What it's showing you? Yeah, I didn't really think about that. I didn't think about it like something things popped in my mind and it just kind of hit me. You said you had, you didn't think about it like like that. What it was just saying and it just kind of hit you. Yeah. So. Um, so see if you can just show it some appreciation for it's trying to protect you from something. And maybe again, maybe you don't really like how it's doing it. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's doing it in a way that worked for you 20 years ago, but doesn't work anymore. But see if you can just show it some appreciation for, for its intention and maybe just show it some respect for like, if it's seen some shit, and it's showing you that, just see if you can kind of show it some appreciation for, for, for where it's at and what it's trying to do. And then ask it, if you could, if you could heal or change that part of yourself. So if it's trying to protect you from feeling like it's pointless, if it's trying to protect you from being embarrassed or trying to protect you from being humiliated or whatever, whatever it's showing you, just say, if, you know, if I, if I, Thomas could change that so that it didn't have to do that job, what would it like to do instead? giving you any response to that? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes they sometimes they wanna 
be more helpful or that sometimes they just want to take a break and, um, you know, just let it know that you can, you can, you can let it do that. Like you have the power to, to give it a break if that's what it wants. I got two more questions. One's, <laughs> one's quick. Ask it how old it thinks you are and just wait for the answer. Thinking of that, um, most of the thoughts, real quick, most of the thoughts that came into my mind, can you hear me? Yeah. Most of the thoughts that came into my mind are things that happened uh, of me as an adult, uh-huh. but the age I, I, I hear is six. Yeah. Yeah. That's coming directly from it, right? So you can go ahead and and let it know your real age and let it know you're not six anymore because it probably, um, it probably had to start working hard the way it's working at about that time. There was probably something going on when you were six that, um, that gave you that message that there's no, that the, that's frustrating. That's there's no reason to 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 work so hard because it's it's going to be pointless. And so that might be why it thinks you're six is because it's still kind of stuck in that time. But you can just update it, let it know that you're not in that same place. So you got some more, you got some more tools and some more abilities that it doesn't have to work so hard. The last question is, what does it want from you in the future? Did you say you didn't really get anything? No. Yeah. That's all right. Oh, you can still thank it for its time. Thank thank the other parts for, um, you know, that hatred part for stepping back, the frustrated part for stepping back. And, you know, maybe, maybe this particular part doesn't know what it wants from you. It hasn't, it hasn't thought about that. It hasn't been in that, maybe it hasn't been asked. So one thing I'd recommend is just kind of checking back in with that part 
even if it's just for a minute, you know, over the next couple of days, you could just check in with that part that feels like it's worked against you and say, okay, I understand. What do you want from me in the future? And just, and just kind of stay open and stay, just keep that line of communication open with it. And, you know, eventually the two of you will come up with an answer and eventually you might kind of come to know all those other parts too and figure out, you know, what they, what, what they're really, what they really want too. Cause they're all, cause they're all, they're all could be on the same team, you know? Yeah. And then sometimes when people do this stuff, they go, so like those parts, we call those protectors because they're all, they're all working real hard and they're kind of, they're kind of pushy or, or they're, they're trying to protect from something that, well, again, usually in a childhood that didn't feel so good. So that's kind of the deeper level is once you get to know your protectors is then people will go and, um, get to know, get to know that six-year-old, get to know the, the part that, 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 that those other parts are, are trying to protect you from that, that whatever pain or humiliation or embarrassment or, or pointless feeling or whatever else was going on, which pretty much everybody has, you know, part of growing up and getting, getting kicked around. So, so question. Yeah. Does that, is it the same for if a person has trauma or not, or like real bad traumatic experiences? This IFS is used for trauma a lot. That what, what we're doing is used for trauma. And um, what we're doing, I'm not a doctor, but this, this, conversation this type of conversation is used by clinical psychologists so and I've worked with people who have trauma um, and have seen this work for them so um, that would be kind of what the process is again you get to know these protectors first because what happens is you get we experience a trauma and it sucks bad right and then and then so that part that experiences that, it has to kind of, we can't tolerate it. It's too, it's too much at the time. That's what makes it a trauma. It's too much to handle. So, so we have to kind of push it away and lock it up. And that's where the protectors come in. They're like building these walls around this part that got hurt. And they're saying, don't look over here. We don't do that. We don't do this. We don't talk about this. We don't think about this. And sometimes those protector parts, you know, that's parts that make us get drunk. That's parts that make us work too hard. That's parts that make us do all kinds of stuff um, in order to keep away from this part that got hurt in the trauma. So we can't just, we can't just unlock that box and let the trauma part out because then the protectors start screaming and causes a problem. 
So instead, we have to get to know all the protectors, get to know the protectors first, not necessarily all of them. Just like you just did with this one part and say, okay, you know, get to know it. Try to find some common ground that you can agree with it and say, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. I appreciate what you're doing. And then the kind of deeper work of let's talk to this part that, that did experience the trauma and let's let it know because it might still feel like it's six years old too. And it's like, look, we're in a different time now. I got different. I can help you now. And we don't have to keep that. We don't have to, you know, bury all that. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. It makes a lot of things running through my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely different. So feel free to share any of it or don't. I don't, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pester you to tell me everything that's going on. And, you know, I know a lot of it can be pretty like overwhelming. And yeah, if you've had, if you've experienced trauma, then your protectors are working extra hard and that, and you know, it takes it takes some real work to to work through that. I guess what it's a it's a lot of things, but I see one of the main things uh, as I didn't think about when I was that age. My uh, older brother had uh, passed away, huh. and. I didn't understand it at the time, but I was going through some things. He was like my protector. Yeah. And I lost the one person who was protecting me from you know, everything that I was going through. Right. And that was, that's. Yeah. That's pretty traumatic. And then you have to, and then you have to have your own internal big brother. You have to have this, this protector show up inside of you that, that plays that role. To be honest, as I was doing, you know, this, I was saying it was a part of me that wanted to rather be with him. Yeah. Obviously, that would be not being here. Yeah. And it really made me look at my life. That was, I took a lot of risk in my life. Never really thought about why I just never really cared. But just doing this made me kind of realize where that came from. And part of me just wanted to be with him. Yeah. That makes sense. It kind of reminds me of my brother, too. My brother is really like that. I, I didn't really think about it. I, I didn't really think about it from that perspective until kind of just now. Yeah. He takes more rest than I did. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah. Is it risks like, is it risks like 
like business risks or, or is it risk like driving motorcycles and being crazy risks? Yeah, kind of like being crazy. Yeah, risks. yeah, yeah. I got that part too, and I got a big brother that that does that too. Or yeah. Um, but then it's, I guess you know, as you say that, is that part of me that risk taking part that is not afraid of taking on the business? Uh-huh. I noticed a lot of people are. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Sometimes that part, that risk taking part, is um, it's like it might be considered what they call a firefighter, where it's like. When you feel, when you, again, when that traumatized part comes up and it feels awful, then you have this, then it's like this reactive part comes in, like a firefighter would come to a house that's on fire and just kind of kick down the door and just, and make a big mess and do anything to put out the fire. Sometimes that's what the risk taking part is doing is like, so I don't want, I don't want to feel this. So I'll do this other thing that's destructive or risky or crazy or whatever. Um, you know, a lot of like addiction is like that. Um, I mean, I can, that's my own experience with addiction, at least being an alcoholic for a long time. It's like, yeah, that was, that's me kind of putting out the fire of something that's, something that's hurting, you know, something that's in, that, that was traumatized to some degree. How did you get over? Well, um, I mean, it was a process. I, I quit drinking about four or five years ago, and I used to drink every day, like a lot every day. Um, you know, like started drinking at like noon and have like 12 drinks or so or more um, every day. And uh, I don't know, the process, I mean, I, um, a lot of different things that went into it but because I did just kind of decide to stop one day and then and then never went back and I think it had a lot to do with like looking ahead and just saying I can see where this is going I've been doing this for 15 years and it's not if I do this for another 15 years it's just I can see it just kind of felt like I, I can do better than this, but there definitely was a lot of this kind of looking inside and saying, okay, why am I doing this? You know, what part of me wants this? What part of me wants to get drunk and, you know, live a rock star lifestyle? What part of me wants that? What part of me wants to go work in a children's hospital and, and, you know, do something amazing. And, 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 and what part of me wants to stay up all night and play video games. And, um, so it was, it was a process sort of like this where I'm kind of trying to listen to each of my parts and yeah, trying to figure out something else to do other than fight with them. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. 
Anyway, I do appreciate your time today. You know, um, it's, it's, it's powerful stuff and it's interesting. It's like, you know, I didn't, I don't know you and I didn't know anything about your history or trauma or your brother, or any of this stuff. And that all comes up like within you, you know, I'm not, I'm not pushing you to go this way or that way. It's all, it's, it's all within you and it's all, that's where any of the work can happen is like within you is yeah. Through, through a process like this. So, um, yeah, appreciate you giving it a shot. And, um, if you want to have more conversations, I'm, I'm open to that too. So. Yeah, I would not. And I appreciate it as well. You gave me a lot of things to think about. <laughs> I was taking notes too of the things that was on my mind. <laughs> Good. I was wondering because you're pretty quiet, but but uh, I could tell I could tell the gears were working. <laughs> yeah, just I guess just I guess just not thinking about something for over twenty years and wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Well, yeah. But yeah, we would like to do it again. Cool. cool. I'll be in touch. I'll let you know how we can arrange that. Yeah, just um, that part that you were with, just just again, you know, just thank it. Thank you for like showing you something and, and thank all of those other parts for giving you a little space while you did this work because, yeah, I mean, that's powerful. That's a 20-year-old memory is pretty powerful and it, it had been holding on to that all this time. And you know what else? What else is in there? It's like an endless well sometimes. So um, I'll just say thanks to those parts for for uh, for doing the, for doing those jobs and for for watching out for all of that and then being willing to share it. Yes. Yeah. Well, I am. <laughs> cool. All right, man. Well, yeah, I'll be in touch. It was really nice talking with you today. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Do you want to help bring more self-energy to the world? If you'd like to participate in calls or help out with this project in any way, I'd love to hear your ideas. Join the Discord server or contact me at james at liveifs.com. A huge thanks to our audio engineer, Zikri, for your care and diligence in editing the calls to every caller for your courage in sharing some of your parts, and to anyone out there getting to know their internal system, keep going. Who knows, that might be the most selfless, helpful thing you can do for others, and you're the only one who can do it. If you'd like to see us reach the largest audience, we must please the almighty suggestion algorithms at iTunes and YouTube. And they don't care about the power of IFS. They're looking for likes and shares and comments, and the sooner the better. Follow the links in the show notes right here in your podcast player to make your wishes known. And now, a minute of meditation. Or if you prefer, pull over. You can do it in 60 seconds. Just click one of those links. They're right there and give us a like or a five-star rating. It would really help. If you think this project is helping people, 
you're helping people by sharing it. Thank you.